0: Any questions tonight? Yes. Um.
1: What would you say is the main text for Gaudias?
0: The main text for Gaudias? You were of one text. Well, there are different ways to answer that. I think um, the the main text for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the Shrimad Bhagavatam, hmm. and um, he would hear it every day from Kadar Pandit. Hmm. And we'd like to enter into that class. And also, the Gaudiya texts, which Shumad Bhagavatam is, and is something else as well. In other words, it's something else to to others who aren't Gaudiyas. It's one of the Puranas. It's understood somewhat differently or not very well understood, (laughs) I would say. Um, So while the Bhagavatam is is a Godia text and something else to others, there are Godia texts that are only Godia texts. So if we want want to look at it like that, the, the Bhagavatam or the Gita, they're Godia texts, but they're also something else. The Gita does lend itself to different understandings and so forth, I believe more so than the Bhagavatam. But the Bhagavatam does also to some extent. But when you hear the the Gaudiya explanation of the Bhagavatam, I think it really um, um, speaks loudly as to, to to the fact that they've entered into the to the deepest understanding of the text. So these are Gaudiya texts, but they're also t- texts for other lineages, um, especially the Gita, which many lineages. Uh, identify with and there are so many commentaries to the Bhagavad among the Puranas there's more commentaries uh, written to it than by far than any other Purana, and it's widely um, popular particularly the 10th canto the narrative of Krishna Leela and so forth um, but besides these texts or the Upanishads, certain Upanishads, the Gaudias, uh very much uh, find the heart of their teaching in, like uh, Gopal Tapani Upanishad, um and then the the Taitare Upanishad, even the uh, Shvetashvatara Upanishad. There's some aphorisms in these uh, Upanishads, rasa Saha and prasya Shakti, Vibiday Vashuyate, and so forth that they, they um draw much from. But these types of texts that I'm mentioning so far, Upanishads, Bhagavad Purana, bhagavad Gita, some other sattvic Puranas like the Vishnu Purana or the Padma Purana, Uba Puranas like like um maybe um Harivam's Purana, hmm. Mahabharata, in which the Gita is found and so forth, these are more like universal scriptures that different lineages uh, identify with to one extent or another. But uh, among them, hmm, I would say the the Bhagavatam is the most really important? Is that the important question? Main, I guess. main, the principle. Okay. Godya text would be that would be the Bhagavatam. But then there are Gaudiya texts, right? That are nothing but Gaudiya texts. They don't mean something else to anybody else. Uh, Books like the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Satsandharvas, the um, the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, hmm, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, hmm, Hari Bhakti Vilas. And uh, these are all books by the Goswamis and then Extended generation or so, half a generation to to uh, Krishnas Kavirash, to include the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which, of course, as I've many times said, is the Godia Goswami's understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Bhagavatam hmm, distilled and uh, in the form of a narrative of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so, um, again, these are Godia texts. But, but you know, we start at the one end. If we start with the Chaitanya Charitamrita, that's the the later one scholar. Not long ago, published a um, dissertation, doctoral dissertation called The Final Word. Hmm? And it was his um, term for the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And his doctorate thesis was about the idea that the orthodoxy of Gaudiya Vaishnavism was established by the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm. In other words, there were different ideas of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about, what his, what his teaching was, and so on and so forth. Different perspectives on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Just like at the time of Jesus, there were different perspectives on who Jesus was, the Eastern, the Western Savior, as he's thought of. And it took some time before the Saudus of the Christian lineage got together and and formed the orthodoxy. They formed the church, and the church was, uh, I guess, had a body of doctrine, which was this is this is the teachings of Jesus, and and this is not, and so forth. Certain Council of Nicaea, maybe something like that, and uh, what was the orthodox teaching of Christianity? It's before. The revolutions of the, or, the, or the, um, the heretics however you want to think of them uh, led by Luther followed by others and Zwingli and others I uh, can't remember some of the names but um, Protestant revolution and you have so many branches of Christianity after that right so this is was, same thing with Godi Vaishnavism Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the Eastern Savior appeared and there were different perspectives on him, hmm. entertained by different, uh, different devotees and different um, groups formed and so forth. And the Chaitanya Charitamrita was a text that acknowledged some of those viewpoints and didn't acknowledge other viewpoints, Mm-hmm. And in this way, established the orthodoxy of the of the um, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. He makes a good argument for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the final word. He kind of, he, he put it like, "It's done now. This is what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is." Amongst all the ideas that were fermenting um, in and around the. Uh, the person and influence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I forget the dates of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yeah, I have to look that up. And it's sometime after the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, though. So, um obviously, if, I think the final word is kind of good, and I, for you, it's kind of bad to use also, because it's, it's the final word of the orthodoxy, but then there are many words to be said after that that, that illuminate further. And, uh, like lotus, if you add light to it, it, open, it doesn't change, it just opens more and you can see more of it and so forth. Or like a jewel, if you turn it in different ways, you see the oh, many facets and so on and so forth. So, um, obviously there are many subsequent writings and so forth, but but amongst the the, the founding acharyas, the Goswamis, and um, the task that Rupsanatana, and Jiva and so forth were given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One of which was to, as I'm speaking of, to write um, down what is the teachings of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth. The, um, that work they began with the Brihat Bhagavatamrita hmm, um, of Sanatana Goswami, which is a veritable commentary on the Bhagavatam. It tells you basically, it, it has two sections where it speaks about. The highest ideal of devotion and the place that, and the second part, the place that, the loka, the plane, the realm that that corresponds with it. Mm -hmm. And so to get there, in both sections, you go through many different types of devotion and and different planes of corresponding experience in the second part. And of course, you end up with the Vrindavan love, gopi love. Gopi love, ultimately Gopi love, and, and and Goloka Vrindavan. Um, that's what the Bhagavatam is about. It's not about how big your sikh is, or how small it is, or what color saffron, shade of saffron, your your monastic cloth is, and so on. Um, you know, and, th- and then you have the uh, the work of Rupa Goswami, Bhakti Samrita Sindhu. Hmm? The whole what is bhakti rasa hmm? and uh, and it, it covers from sadhana bhakti to Ba bhakti praying bhakti, and then all about what is bhakti rasa so is a super important uh, text you have and then he has a sequel to that gowami Nilmani. Ujwala means in this context it means maddur rasa, hmm? and so he wrote shortly briefly he heard about all the rasas in Bhakti-rasmrita-sindhu, all the uh, all that they're kind of constituted of, the ingredients and so forth, the ecstatic ingredients that make them up. What are the Anubhavas, what are the Sattvika-bhavas, what are the Sanchari-bhavas of Dasiras, Sakiras, Vatsaya, what's, what's the lambana what's the Ashraya-lambana of them, and so on, and so what they, how what they're compatible with, Sakura's is compatible with what's what. What if they're not, which ones are not compatible? Appropriate mixing of the rasas, inappropriate mixing, and so on and so forth. Hmm. So, um, in the context of that, his his chapter on Maduria rasa is, is is the shortest, I believe. Hmm. The reason because being, being because he had a whole sequel in mind, which will money, which is a whole book about it. Hmm. So, this is uh, these are the principal texts of Rupa Goswami. And then you have, uh, from Sanatana Goswami, also in conjunction with Gopal Goswami, the Hari Bhakti Vilas, which is all the how you do this and how you do that in Gaudi Vaishnavism. That's where you find how big your Sikha is, how small, how small what, what colors you wear, and so on and so forth. With the mantras, the procedures... And, um, for observing a codice, for how to observe jhanamastami, and all these things, giving some structure, right to the form to this, to the uh, to the teaching, and um, and then you have the satsang of Jiva Goswami, which also Gopal Bhattas is, is was involved in. At the beginning of each satsang Jiva Goswami pays tribute to Gopal Bhatta and says that he, that he took the notes of Gopal Bhatta, and from that he elaborated on them in the form of the, the sandarvas, which are, sandarva means like a necklace, so it's a necklace of verses from the Bhagavatam threaded together hmm, to demonstrate what it's really talking about. And it's says, uh, so six six, six sandarvas sixfold, hmm, three sandarvas. well you have the tattva sandharva, which is kind of an overview, hmm. and then you have the, the Bhagavat sandharva, the, Paramatma-sandharva and the Krishna-sandharva that are all about Sambandha-gyan. And you have the Bhakti-sandharva, which is about Abhideya-gyan, the way, the means. And then you have the Preeti sandharva Preeti means love. So this is the Prayojan that is emphasized there. You know, and there are other other works of, of these Goswamis as well. And you have the work of Raghunathas Goswami, some of his poetic um, writings. Hmm? And um, there's a focus there on the on the preogen in a in a different way, more in a kind of a, of a um, explanation of his experience, something like that, hmm. uh, as opposed to teaching about what the goal is. As he's experiencing, he's trying to write about it. So. That kind of thing. Um, so these are all, like I said, Gaudiya Gaudiya texts. They don't mean anything to anybody else. And and all you take all of those, these earlier ones, the Brhad Bhagavatamrita, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindu mani and uh, um, Hari Bhakti Milas, as I mentioned, and um, um, Sat Sandarbhas, and so forth. And this is all kind of then distills it. If you will, into the so-called final word um, of Chaitanya Charitamrita, mm-hmm. which takes all these Sanskrit texts and turns them into Bengali, with about it's a it's a Sanskritized form of Bengali. Mm-hmm. It's called Sadhu Basha. So, Basha means language, language of Bengali that the Sadhus spoke, who were reading, studying. Studying and so forth, reciting, obviously, on a regular basis, various Sanskrit texts. So it's very Sanskritized type of Bengali, and then it's maybe ten percent of actual Sanskrit verses, the, the, evi- the verses of evidence from the Bhagavatam, from the Gita, from Puranas, and so forth, for points that that he makes. He also cites the Goswami's works in there as evidence. For what he says, which is emphasizing that he the a follower of the Goswami, which he emphasizes at the end of every chapter when he says, Shri Rup Sanatan Bhattaragunath Shri Bhupal What What is he saying? Ruparakanath uh, Pade Chaitanya Charitamrita Kohikrishnadasa. He hmm. pays respects to Rup, so. the so, Goswami's. So. So, so. so, so. Raghunath Das, he identifies at the end of the book as his guru, hmm. and initiating guru, it would seem. The others are all siksha gurus, obviously, but he distinguishes Raghunath Das as his, as his guru, hmm? amongst gurus. So, At any rate, um, <coughs> after the Chaitanya Charitamritam, hmm, then you have a wealth of of commentaries. Hmm? Um, you you have, of course, I, I should say also that Goswami's uh, Sanatha Goswami wrote the first Gaudiya commentary on the Bhagavatam itself, a, a direct commentary. Besides Brhad Bhagavatamrita, which is an explanation of the Bhagavatam, but in it, not in a form of a direct commentary, he wrote the Vaishnav Toshini, for the pleasure of the Vaishnavs, commentary on on Bhagavatam, and Jiva Goswami wrote Lagu Toshani, and he Kram Sandarbha, which is his commentary on the Bhagavatam. Um, very important texts. They wrote a lot, and uh, and so you come to Chaitanya Charitamrita, and it's kind of like it's kind of like the end. It's okay. Here it is. Now it's now it's taken from the the Sanskrit language that common people didn't speak, it's over the t- put it into Bengali and circulated everywhere, and this is what we're about. Here we are. This is Godia Vaishnavism. And after that, as I say, you have, you have many more, um minor, if you, if you will, or smaller uh, literatures. Uh, um, there's some histories like bhakti Ratnakar trying to tell the, the lives of the different devotees and you have uh, this that's come later you have the, you have the songs of naratam hmm. the prabhu used to say he's taken the, the the wisdom of the upanishads and put it in simple bengali language and songs hmm. taking taking the the secret wisdom that only the brahmins could have and you know giving it to everybody something like that hmm. um Narada made a big literary contribution. He's he's coming uh, later after Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, all in songs in the form of kirtan. He he developed also,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, and then you come to again there are some minor literatures in between and so forth. Uh, a number of books about books about Narutam Vilas about the life of Narottam written by his followers and uh, um, uh, stories about Srinivas Sh- and, and Shamananda, Narutam Shamananda and Srinivas they were th- a threesome so to speak three three devotees who together had a mission commissioned by Jiva Goswami and so forth and um, and uh, so there's there's texts like that um, there are other, of uh, course, hagiographies about Ch- Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this, the Chaitanya Bhagavad of vrindavan Das which Bhrindaban Das, which Krishnadas in his Chaitanya charitamrita which, which and whom he prays, pays deference to repeatedly in his book. And then there's the there's there's um, Karnapur's work. He's hmm, from the Bengal side, but he wrote in Sanskrit too. He wrote Chaitanya Chanda hmm? yeah, yeah. a drama about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's... Yeah. Yeah, several books he wrote. Hmm? And then you have books like the Gauravanda Deṣṭhipika, identifying the different devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who they are in Krishna Leela. So they this, this start with 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 Chaitanya Bhagavat and the writings of... Um, kavi Tamrita coming out and then there's quite a few of these smaller type of very very godia texts and then you you know you 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 come up to the about well about um seventeen hundred late late sixteen hundred something and you have the work of uh of Vishwana chaitakur which is like very significant hmm. um uh, his Saarta his Darshini commentary, a full commentary on the Bhagavatam, where he you know, goes through Sridhar Swami's, draws from Sridhar Swami's commentary, which is a pre Gaudiya commentary that Mahaprabhu appreciated. Sanatana Prabhu's commentary, Jiva Goswami's commentary, his own, and that's become very, very, very famous, very significant. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a number of Smaller but very important books like Madhurya Kadambini. Um, he wrote Bhakti Bhaktirasamrita Sindhu Bindu. Bindu means a drop. A drop from the ocean of the hmm. Condensed form of that book. He wrote Brihat Bhagavatamrita Khan. So that means like a like a like a particle of the Brihat Bhagavatamrita. Hmm. And what was the other one? yeah array of the light of Ujbal nilmani so he was seeking to take these larger texts hmm, and condense them make them thereby more accessible to the, the devotees of the time hmm. um and he wrote different aastikams and so forth and of course there Goswami goshwami institute chaitanya aastikam um uh, and for Radha and so forth. But, uh, very significant contribution, Vishwanath Chakriti Thakur. And then you, you come to, um, highlighting, as I am, the, uh, significant works. Then you come to Baladev Bhijibhushan and the, Govinda Basha. Baladev is, was, uh, a follower of the Madhva Sampradaya and he crossed over to the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm. He was originally a member of the Madhva Sampradaya and got influenced by the work of the Goswamis and, and, and Vishwanath Chikwati Thakur and he took initiation for, I think, from some Radha um, Goswami or something, Babaji, Maharaj. And um, his, he, wrote, he wrote some important Works, um, prema, was it Prima, Ratnavali? Hmm? Prema, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, but this main work is the Gubindavasha, the story about which is that in, in Jaipur there was some um, question that arose as to the procedures of worship that were taking place where Govindaji, Ji, group of Goswami's deity, had been transferred because of the Muslim invasion of Vrindavan to um, Jaipur. It was being um, hosted there, Govindaji, Radha Govinda. And um, I think the, the procedures, the Gaudi procedures for worshipping were such that, of course, Radha was there along with Krishna, and they were taking the offerings of Radha and Krishna and then offering them to Narayan, so kind of a in in the form of puja Krishna's sthu bhagavan swayam hmm. so this caused some um well, some controversy and uh, with the ideas were challenged hmm. and so forth and um, and Baladi was the story is that he was dispatched by the elderly Vishwanath tripathi Thakur from rindaban to go and deal with the controversy and um, the story is that he, he 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 came up with a commentary on the Vedanta Sutras in a short period of time, which was amazing. And um, it's called Govinda Basha. Basha means also speaks, so it means Govinda speaks. So he, he says, "I'm representing." This is what Govinda says about the matter. <laughs> and and he wrote this because. The standard was that you weren't a sect that uh, was credible unless you had a commentary on the sutras of Yas.
1: Hmm.
0: So we have Ramanuja's commentaries, Madhva's commentaries, and uh, Shankara's commentaries, for example. Um, and the sutras are thought to be a, a explaining the, the logic of the of the Upanishads and so forth and, the, uh, and what the concerted message of, of those uh, texts are. So um, so he wrote a commentary. If they have to have a commentary. But they didn't have a commentary, the Gaudis, and the reason was because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considered that the Bhagavatam itself was a commentary on the sutras of Vyasa. Vyas. Hmm. And that's our, our reading of the Bhagavatam.
1: Hmm.
0: It's the final word of Vyasa. Until the Chaitanya Charitamrita came and the Chaitanya Bhagavad and you've got the the Gaudiya incarnation of Vyasa. Vrindavan Das, who wrote the Chaitanya Bhagavad, was said to be the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila. And as we know, if we go deep into Krishna Lila, we find ourselves in Gaur Lila, so there has to be a book about that. So anyway, so... Uh, so, uh, the Gaudiya perspective, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's perspective, is that the, the, the sutras of Vyasa are explained in, in the Bhagavatam itself. And it's said in the, uh, in the what? Which piranha? Guru Prana, right? It's said that, uh, Ar-toyam. Artoyam. Brahma-sutranam, hmm? among other things, Gayatri-vasharuposa, the Bhagavatam is the commentary on the Gayatri. It is... Arthur is a commentary on Vedanta Sutra. It explains the Gayatri Mantra. It's a commentary on Vedanta Sutra, so on and so forth. So, drawing on this evidence from the sacred text, Mahaprabhu accepted the Bhagavatam. We don't need a commentary. But a need arose hmm, in another sense. It wasn't needed, but people needed it in order to consider us credible. Hmm? And so, we produced it. Hmm. And uh, Baladev Vidyabhusan was the was the, uh, the vehicle through which Govinda spoke. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in his book Navadvip da Mahatmya, he identifies Govinatha Acharya, who was the brother-in-law of the Bhattacarya. Sarvabhoma was a great Vedantan, as he's depicted in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and um, he wanted to educate the young sannyasin, 24 years old. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi in Vedanta, so that he would be more uh, fixed in the logic of the sacred texts and not be be less prone to be deviated by worldliness and and the wind of different ideas and so forth. And Gopinathacharya objected. Hmm because he had, was with Mahaprabhu in Bengal, and uh, and uh, he considered him to be Bhagwan and and so on, and, and so there was a there's a debate there between described in chanted and a charge between between Gopinathacharya and his his brother-in-law Sarvabhauma, and um, Mahaprabhu ultimately intervened and said, anyway he, you know, he's Senior to me, and he wants to help me. Why? Why complain? You know, Why? Why object? And so, Mahaprabhu heard the uh, explanation of the sutras from Sarvabhoma And He heard with such attention and silence that it it uh, frightened Sarvabhauma about the charge and created a teachable moment in him. Thinking, well, what? Are, what's going on in you? What? What do you understand? Of course, Mahaprabhu replied. When Mahaprabhu replied, he gives the Gaudi Vedanta there. It's coming from him. And Bhaktivinoda Thakura describes that that at that time, Gopinath Acharya hid nearby to hear what would happen. So he heard the explanation of the sutras, if you will, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus mouth that was meant for the ears of Sarvabhoma. And that Gopīnathacharya later took birth as Baladev Vidyabhushana, who became the Gaudiya Vedantists, if you will, and uh, wrote the Govinda Bhasha.
1: Um,
0: and in both, Bhishvanath Chakvati Thakur and who had dispatched the young um, Baladev Vidyabhushana to, to Rajasthan, to Jaipur, from Vrindavan, and Baladev, in their time, wrote commentaries on the Gita. So these are the seminal Bhagavad Gita commentaries hmm, of the Gaudiyas. Uh, it's said that the Dwaita Chari used to teach the Bhagavad Gita from a devotional perspective. And, and there's also said to be a copy of the Bhagavad Gita written by the hand of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that's preserved somewhere in Bengal. But these are the, the commentaries that are available, known the earliest. Um, the Gaudiya take on, on Bhagavad Gita. And then after that, of course, then, you know, again, there's uh, there are a number of other commentaries on, on, on the Gita. And uh, um, we find uh, uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasarada did commentary on some of the bhagavatam, right? Yeah, and uh, forget to what extent. And then, of course, Prabhupada did a commentary most of it, and uh, it was rendered in, and did it in English, and so forth. And so here we are, you know, with that, and we were still the writing is still going on and whatnot. So there are many Gaudiya texts. It's it's not. Um, short on, uh, on, on literature writing you know writing down what what your opinion is and, and so forth so as to which one is more important <laughs> what is the I guess you, the one answer would be the one that inspires you the most um, but um, that's one way of answering it another way to go back to the beginning is to say the Bhagavatam is, is the central book because it's all really kind of coming out of the Bhagavatam Hmm. The Gaudiya idea of the Bhagavatam is all being elaborated upon. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is found in the Bhagavatam. Hmm. There he's found, of course, in the eleventh canto in verse, but in in spirit he's found in the, in the Rasalila, if you understand it properly. And of course, the Gaudiyas do explain that. So um, um, that would be one. A good answer, but then you know you you, you take, uh, Prabhupada for example was once once said that um, when he was doing his Gita commentary, um, he told one of his disciples who was editing, who had asked something about the translation, he said just use uh, Doctor Radhakrishna's translation, who was a scholar and who, one time he was the prime minister of India, and he was uh, had, a, had a personalist. Leaning, probably didn't like his his explanations. But uh, the disciple said, Well, probably that would be plagiarism. And he said, What do you mean? It's Krishna's words, you know? And he said, Anyway, the purport is the important thing. Hmm? The commentary is the important thing. So you could say the Bhagavatam is the most important book, but then there would be a very good argument to say, Well, the commentaries of the Gaudias on the Bhagavatam are more important. Than the Bhagavatam itself, they're non-different from it. That's another way they're expanding it, and so forth. Because other people <laughs> might have said something here and there. Madhva wrote a really, really, very, very brief gloss on the Bhagavatam, hmm? um, but what the Gotas have written is, is so significant. Hmm? Their explanations and so on. So, so in that sense, they're they are more important. And then in the, the supplementary books, that again are all drawing from the bhagavatam its implications Bhagavatam, maharita satsandarbha and so forth in a sense they're more important to us because they give us access to that um, the book that was was is compared to the heart of Chaitanya mahaprabhu hmm. those are long books and uh and they're uh you know, Satsandar was very philosophical and so a little hard to read. So then uh, you have come to Chaitanya yard to read it. It's easy to read by comparison. The story of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life is there and so on and so forth. So it's a very um, user-friendly form in which to get the essence. So it would be, anyway, going on as I am. It's hard to say, which is the most important book, different ways to, to talk about it. But um, um, I would, uh, I um, I would. uh, It would be hard (laughs) to pick one. I I think that uh, there's good reason for someone who wants to study to be acquainted with as many of them as possible, and then, in the context of that, they may like one in particular. I remember when I first studied the Sandharvas, I really liked the, the Krishna Sandharva. That hmm. um, is all, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot there the Satsandharva. That's a huge work, but, it, but it's a real powerful philosophical grounding in the teaching, Satsandharva. It's a very um, powerful work. Um, yeah. You know. Some some devotees they say everything's in the Bhagavad Gita. That's all. Hmm. I with that in mind I wrote my commentary on the Gita. I thought, oh there these people they say that there's everything in the Bhagavad Gita, so let's look at it, you know. And as I did, I I was fascinated by the way it, it plays out. Each chapter I thought, this is the best chapter. I mean, really I did. After each chapter, I thought, this is the best chapter the way it is set up and it's a powerful experience to, to to be involved in that so um but anyway if you're looking for like well I'm gonna I can commit myself to one book and study it well I wanna use my time wisely it's probably the spirit um of the question um yeah I would uh I, I think it would be, it might be different for you at different times in your life even. But um I would, uh, I would ask you a question. What, what, what have you read? Have you read the Brihad Bhagavatamrita? So, I would suggest you read that. It's a very, it's also a very user-friendly book. The narrative is very attractive, very compelling. Hmm? And you, you kind of you don't want to put it down. There are some headier sections that Sanatana Goswami wrote his own commentary on it Hmm. Um, but the storyline especially in the second part all the devotees love it and um, it's the first book of the Godia books so you place your head at the feet of Sanatana Goswami the elder amongst all of the Godia people Hmm. He was the the Guru, Siksha Guru of Sanatana Goswami, who Sanat Rupa Goswami Rupa Goswami refers to in all of his, his books in 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 Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, for example, and other texts. So it's available in an English edition. There are some unfortunate um, leanings in that book on the part of the translator who hasn't given a literal translation of the commentary, but kind of a paraphrasing. Um, But the the two things to to watch for are the fall of the jiva and the inherent sarup. When they start talking about that, then we just... we have a different understanding. And the texts don't... the actual commentary doesn't bear out that leaning hmm, at all. Quite the opposite, actually. But otherwise... Pretty good. Um, the Gaudiya Vedanta Samiti, which, of which Narayan Maharaj was a member, that's the mission of Bhakti Pragya and Keshav Maharaj, they have an edition of part of first the four chapters, first four chapters of the second part. Hmm. That's available in English. Yeah. Also, those are the English editions. So I would, I would suggest, I think you find that a fascinating read. Hmm. The first part is shorter, and um, the second part is longer, but the storyline is more compelling. But start with the first part, and um, yeah, I think you'll, you'll find it somewhat electrifying. So yeah, when it's all said, I I I have told a story before once I was in Los Angeles, and Prabhupada came in the morning as he would to give his class on the Bhagavatam, and his. Uh, his assistant had forgotten the text. Prabhupada would speak usually from a a larger text that had the different Sanskrit commentaries in it that he was drawing from to write his own commentary. And so he would open that and speak on wherever he was at in his translation work. Hmm. And um, so one morning this, this, this assistant forgot the book and so one of the devotees in the audience had the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust publication of that volume. Hmm? I, I I, I guess in in this instance Prabhupada was speaking not from where he was writing, but from a certain section of the Bhagavatam that had already been published. And so anyway, the devotee offered the book to Prabhupada, and so Prabhupada took the book and he opened it, And then he saw that there was, the the devotee had been studying the book, and then he had, what do you say, what do you call it when you mark the book? Highlighted. He highlighted the book. Hmm? And purposes well, why is he crossing this out? He's looking, why is he crossing this part out? (laughs) Because he was unfamiliar with such a system, studying, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so it was embarrassing for the devotee, was there was an, no, no, problem. He, it's not like that, and they were explaining and so forth. Mm. He had highlighted the important sections, and I have said that if you keep reading, then the whole book will be read and highlighted. certain times in your reading, certain verses will stand out and speak to you, and, and at other times... Other other verses and sections and so forth, so um, so yeah i would rec- I could recommend anyway that that's a good book to study and then and um, it it certainly can be read more than once, but to go through it i think will be quite as i say quite uh, uh electrifying and keep your your interest conversations and in bykunther going on and Conversations on the different lokas, Tapaloka, Siddhiloka, and, and this is the second part, and the, the cowherd Gopakumar is going through all these different realms, hmm. all their different religious, spiritual possibilities, and and uh, their pluses and minuses, and of course he ends up as a Priyanarma Saka in Goloka Vrnavan. That's his, his destiny. So, what's the time? Seven twenty. Seven, twenty okay. Anything else? <clears throat> yes. I'm wondering how we might um, read a scripture to enter in, uh, to bring in more of a meditative perspective into a devotional kind of service attitude well in the basic sense you want to read a text to find something that really hits home and you know you know it's that um, I've got to add that to my life um, that and you read the text and 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 then you look for points that just really hit you like wow interesting huh I got that kind of thing. And um and so you're paying attention and looking for such points and then you can you can also just to, to study you can you can well you can highlight those sections <laughs> if you have, you know, a copy of the book that's yours or you can make have a notebook and write those points down and so forth. Um and that's probably a good idea to enter into it in a, in a space like that to study the book and retain. Hmm? Obviously, there are many things you won't retain, but the points that really hit you that you don't want them to to evaporate in in, in time, so to capture them somehow. Hmm? Make note, make you know, uh, bookmark, or, or make a book. Your own of those those points, write them down, and then uh, then you can then you can sometimes just sit and read over those points, Hmm. and and so um, what kind of the way I'm talking about is is it is reading it in a in a way that that seeks to go beyond intellectual. Um, stimulation mm-hmm. and let the let yourself be captured by the points and and hold on to them mm-hmm. and try to uh, retain them mm-hmm. um, Krishna says in the Gita that those who study this text worship me by their intelligence we want to worship with the intelligence we don't want to just just stimulate our intelligence, titillate the intelligence and so forth. So we want to worship with the intelligence. And by that we would mean that we want to draw something from the text that we that we can then use as as a building block, you know, for the temple of Bhakti that we're constructing in the heart. So there are, there are points of philosophy. Oh yes that stone has to be put in place. That I have to remember. Huh? That point now—it's way it's been made here. It's really hit me. And then there are the points, as I say, of, of I should do that. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you look for for those and and try to retain those and 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 incorporate them into your your being, so to speak. So you're using your intelligence, but it's not just kind of going in one ear, circulating around and going out the other. Hm. They try to get it to go in and then go down into the heart and bring about about a change. Hmm. That kind of hearing is is I think in essence what is meant in the Gita by Pariprasnina inquiry, submissive inquiry. Hm? And it it's quite different than just Curiosity. Mm. Curiosity to stimulate the intellect. Uh, That was interesting. Mm. And then off you are and nothing changes in your your life. Something like that. And that kind of reading, and I've met devotees like that. They're smart. They can read it and pick it up and just go through it. And what's next? You know, I'm still hungry. (laughs) Yeah. So you want to? Yeah, I read another book, another book, another book, and they even get some points, and they remember some points, and so forth. And then, and then, is there any more books? Uh, and it, and it's, well, okay, I know that. What else? And now off they go, and their intellect is you know driving them instead of letting you know, Bhakti drive their intellect. And it's 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 voracious; it just wants to keep like a fire, keep being fed. Hmm. You don't want that. Hmm? Better to read one book and and really understand it, hmm? and uh, integrate its points, as I say, into your life, and and uh, and uh, realize the, the the import than a whole head of verses and so forth that you can spit out. Hmm? Fool yourself to think you know something, so I mean it's not bad that people have those voracious intellect, but the bog with if you understand it probably it's it's trying to like engage the intellect and put it in its place at the same time. Hmm. so you don't want a, a superficial intellectual reading like that hmm. does that help, yeah. And, you know, we consider the books worshipable and so forth, so there are verses that you can chant. Idam bhagavatam Nama pranam charitam Chakara bhagavan nishaya mat. And then, then read the Bhagavatam, hmm. something like that. You know, We worship with incense, flower, it was the custom. It still is in some place where the Bhagavatam would come before the recitation, and there would be a puja, offer incense, sandalwood, flower petal, some verses, then the Bhagavad mistaken, opened, spoken, and that's very useful. I mean, it's, it's very beautiful and it's appropriate, but it's very useful also. It's very, it's a teaching in itself, There's, which is what your question is about. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's conveying that point that this is not just for intellectual stimulation here, but as I often say, or I have said before sometimes, that we are accustomed to acquiring knowledge in the world in a way that, we'll, that we can add to our agenda and, and improve it and so forth. And, and this kind of knowledge, the knowledge of the Bhagavatam, is, we, we find is very different because it, it's the knowledge that has an agenda of its own and, and we are on that agenda so it's a very different <laughs> uh, perspective, and they have to keep that in mind. Hmm. Um, the book is not something I can use for my materially conceived purpose and sense of self, and so forth. If I do, I, I don't understand the Bhagavatam. But it's it's meant to to give me a personality hmm. that's much more beautiful, charming, and and. Uh, and so it has, it has an agenda. It's, it's a different kind of knowledge, paravidya. Mm-hmm. And so keeping that in mind, but I like that idea of the worship of the Bhagavatam and uh, the formal reading. And You can do that with all the texts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, 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 those are some of the more important points. Again, it does require intellect to study, but you want to make it really a heart exercise that the intellect is involved in, mm-hmm. rather than just an intellectual. You can, you can find scholars that know the book better than you do, mm-hmm. but they don't know it at all in, this, in terms of taking it and applying it in their lives and changing their lives. Mm-hmm. So we don't want want to be like that. Does that help? Yeah. I just saw my Guru Maharaj about the importance of reflecting and what you do in the Bible and I think you can be Mm-hmm. Mananam. It means like contemplation, reflection. Yeah. 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 It said we shouldn't hear the Bhagavatam class and leave and then just just shoot off into mundane conversation but... Continue to talk about it. Hmm. If it's a good enough class, and that, that'll probably happen. And after we would think about it, talk about it with others, we should carry the day, so to speak, until the next class. Something like that. I had the good fortune of hearing Prabhupada speak to Bhagavatam for months at a time.
1: Hmm.
0: I think in 1972 and 73 seventy four he spent three months in the spring maybe three months in the in the in the uh mm. fall and early winter in in los Angeles every day he'd speak to bogotam mm. and i I was always uh, on the edge of my seat what'd be next you know what would be the, where's the story going? I would follow the storyline, of course and the particular narrative of the of the time and uh and then Prabhupada's explanation was, was very... was like, um, you know, the next episode of whatever, you know, some some TV show that you're excited about, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just kind of dist- a distraction. <laughs> huh. That's what the TV tends to be, kind of a distraction. But this is very different, huh? bhagavatam discourse as the entertainment center, but it's uh, it's, it's not entertainment, you know, I shouldn't say that it's not entertainment, it's sometimes it as entertainment, that's why Prabhupada would cr- criticize sometimes these bhagavat saptas, they'd have these seven-day uh, sittings where some person who knew the whole bhagavatam by heart, an extraordinary kind of person would come and give a lecture on the bhagavatam so many people would 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 come. I would see them sometimes in Vrindavan. They'd have these Bhagavad Saptas. And, um, and they would be they would be a whole thing. There'd be Ferris wheels that they set up. Is that a Ferris wheel? It goes around like this. And other things. You can imagine what it's like in India. It's not like Disneyland or something. But, you know, stuff from the 50s. They're using there, you know. For, and it would be cotton candy and this and that. And then in the Bhagwatams. And so people would go and get dressed up. Go hear the Bhagwatam and... And then you know <laughs> the two just didn't really go together that well, um, obviously. And dramas about Krishna Leela. Lila, um, these are beautiful. But if, if they turn into just entertainment rather than a form of worship, mm-hmm. then that's a great shame. Mm-hmm to be so close and to be cheated by your intellect or your your yeah, your your desire to be distracted a little bit from the day to day and relax and uh, you know the Bhagavatam for paying attention <laughs> spoken in seven days to at a, you know, at a critical time hmm, in the emperor's life and so forth and the messages. The time of our life is critical right now, so we should hear with attention. So, alright, we we'll stop there. Godia, grantas ki jai, jai.